Mr. Man from Musicology, recorded 2003 at Paisley Park and released on the 27th of March 2004. Um, there was a different version that was released a few years after this, uh, which is on an album released by Cornell West, um, of all people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, uh, so there's like a version which is, I think, just ever so slightly... Sh I mean, I think it's short by a couple of seconds, but basically Cornell West added you know, his own kind of, you know, version of that. He, he could he basically just add spoken word over the top of some of it. So, you know, originally released 2004, that, that version came out in uh, 2007, a few years later. So, um, you know, obviously, I, I guess Prince must have agreed with whatever Cornell West was trying to do. So he kind of, uh, you know, he donated a song to that particular album. On the track, we have Prince, John Blackwell, Candy Dolfer, Rhonda Smith, Maceo Parker, Sheila E and Renata Nato. Uh, pretty much the band that was kind of around this time through to about 3121. Uh, the track is 4 minutes 14 and joining me to talk about today is Alec Rayner. Hello, Alec. Hello. Good to be here. Now, I would say uh, for a genre, um, I don't know, like, I don't want to say protest song, but I think the fact that Cornell West used it on that album, it kind of feels like it is a little bit, um, I don't know, it kind of reminds me just a little bit of, um, uh, what is that song now with the, the revolution will be televised? Oh, yeah. The spoken word one they used over the trailers for Black Panther. And all that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, it kind of reminds me a little bit of that, but obviously, you know that you know Gil Scott Heron does spoken word stuff. So I, 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 you know, it kind of reminds me a little bit of that kind of stuff, like the the kind of like sixties, seventies kind of protest stuff. Um, but you know, it's done as kind of more of like a ballad. Um, but there is there is a, there is a lot of you know. Um, I don't know the kind of, the the fact that what's wrong with the world today is like the kind of refrain throughout the song, um, you know, and then there's a there's a little bit of you know Bible verse in there, and then there's a little bit of the Fourteenth Amendment, and you know, like so Prince is really kind of taken from a lot of different things, um, and the weirdest thing is he mentions, and this is this this is maybe slightly off topic, but he does say what about the big old hole in the ozone? Now, the funny thing is the hole in the ozone layer has actually been. Um, completely, not almost, well, I say almost completely healed. Basically, because we banned CFCs <laughs> in the 80s, that actually helped, and the ozone layer pretty much is okay now. You know, there was a gigantic <laughs> hole, and there isn't any more. So, I, and I think even in 2004, when Prince was, you know, singing this song, I, I don't think the ozone layer was in that bad a state. I think it was actually kind of, you know, being restored quite well, <laughs> you know, which shows what you what you can do when 200-something countries ban something. And, you know, it, it ends up fixing the problem. Um, so, you know, out of everything that Prince is quoting in here, I'd say, you know, uh, what, how about this, you know, big old hole in the ozone? Well, it's been fixed once. <laughs> so, you know, don't need to worry about that. Yeah. Um, but, you check. know, I guess, I guess, it, <laughs> I, I guess you could kind of say that this is maybe... Um, not in style, but certainly in spirit, a little closer to something like Sign of the Times. Um, again, there's a there's a mention in here of AIDS, so you know maybe that's that's what's kind of making me think of that as well. You know, Prince, Prince kind of listing problems that are around, and you know, kind of just asking for what is the solution. Yeah. It doesn't really provide any solution, I guess. 
other than telling everyone the meek shall inherit the earth, which I, you know, if you're not the meek, I, I guess that's no comfort. Um, so, so, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I, the thing is as well, this is like a fairly low key, like the last couple of songs on, you know, musicology, I would say a fairly kind of low key finish to the album. Um, you know, a lot of the kind of start of the album and most of the tracks up to this point have been kind of really big and kind of boisterous and, and these last couple of tracks, they feel, you know, between this and I think is Reflection the next track? Yeah, Reflection's the, the closer. Yeah, they're both like kind of a lot quieter and, you know, a lot more thoughtful. Uh, and maybe this is kind of a sign of, you know, Prince getting older, basically, you know, like. Yeah. Um, he's not going to end an album with something like Temptation anymore or um, even a Purple Rain. You know, he's, he's going for a more low-key kind of finish to the album. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, how do you feel about Dear Mr. Man? Um, to begin with, I think just kind of like a um, common theme, common thing that happens a lot in musicology is that it, like the album itself feels like a, what's the word, legacy album almost, where he's trying to kind of capture some of the stuff that made him great earlier. It doesn't feel like well, like previously, we had like Rainbow Children and The Truth and um, Emancipation, which felt really like forward pushing. Well, this kind of feels like he's going back to like some of his older kind of stuff. So I, I can see that Sign of the Times um, reference being um, right there with Dear Mr. Man, and I agree with that. I've listened to the alternate version probably like once or twice, just and... Just to get this out of the way, I'm pretty sure it really doesn't add that much on it. I think um, Dr. Cornell West says like a couple things at the beginning, and I think he ad libs like over like one line also on this. Um, I I think Dear Mr. Man is um, one of my one of the better songs on the album. One of my um, my favorites on there. I um, like the groove, and I, I've always been a fan of those. Um, Prince songs where he just kind of, you know, just feels like he's just talking. Just maybe because I'm such a big fan, I, I can see like the deepness and everything um, Prince says. But um, I enjoyed this this type of song every once in a while. And yeah. I think um, Dear Mr. Man does a good job of accomplishing what Prince wanted to, wanted the kind of song you wanted to make. It also feels a little bit like, you know, um, I'd say that maybe the closest in terms of the way it's performed would be something like uh, Money Don't Matter Tonight. Yeah. Um, you know, where where you, ha- you have the, again, I don't know, it seems like Prince does these kind of weird songs where he likes to complain about the issues, but he just, he offers no solution whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. He, <laughs> you know, he asks, you know, what's wrong with the world today? Things are going to get better. Show me what leaders should say. Maybe we should write a letter. And you're like, Okay, but (laughs) what's the solution that you want to propose here, Prince? But he never, he never really seems to kind of actually get to a solid, you know, kind of. Mm -hmm. He never, he never defines what the proper issue is, um, you know, aside from a few things where he, you know, he doesn't kind of, you know, agree with things, and then he never really offers a kind of solution to these these things that he brings up throughout the song. Um, but you know, I, it's, it's not like he's there to kind of provide solutions, but I just think it's funny that whenever he does these types of songs, it always ends up being that it always ends up being Prince being like, Mm -hmm. you know, these things are wrong. And then he's just like, you know, yeah. (laughs) And and kind of shrugs and you're like, okay, Prince, but what do you want? What do you want me to do? You know? 
Um, and yeah, there's even a, there's even a line here that I would you know disagree with you know a lot, but we'll get to it when we get later on in the the verse. I mean, the, like the first the first kind of um, you know the kind of the first thing that he brings up here is he says you know um, you know said dear Mister Man, we don't understand why poor people keep struggling, but you don't lend a helping hand. Now, I mean, that is something that I would say is as salient today as it was you yeah. know during Bush. Um, you know, there are a lot of people who are, you know, willing to spend money on mega churches, but don't want to, you know, feed or clothe the homeless, which I guess is what the point of those churches is meant to be anyway. But they won't host people during hurricanes and stuff like that. Yeah, that was a yeah. real big deal because um, <laughs> I'm from Texas. And last year around this time, there was that really big. um, Gosh, do you feel like we had so many like natural disasters and like once around the world that i don't even remember the hurricane or tropical storms name but um yeah yeah and then there it was all i know yeah, you're talking houston, about houston and then um was it joel yeah. Osteen or ever didn't even open his like mega church to <laughs> yeah. let like people like stay and i'm just like oh that's pretty unchurched like if i had to to guess yeah there's, yeah there's a, there's a certain irony in spending millions of pounds to build a mega church and then when it's you know windy and rainy outside being like oh no we can't let people in it's just not safe in here it's like well it's not safe on the streets buddy uh yeah you know matthew 5 5 say the meek shall inherit the earth want to be down that way but you've been tripping since the day of your birth uh once again prince is tripping um you know between digging and tripping uh it, it feels like prince is getting a lot of uh, a lot of work done uh, he's either digging stuff or tripping on stuff. Um, and of course, he, <laughs> he asks a very obvious question. Who said that to kill is a sin? And I'm like, I mean, pretty much everybody. I like, I don't, know, I don't know anyone who disagrees on that. But then, of course, he says, then started every single war that your people been in. Now, this, I mean, this is something I don't know that, that maybe, you know, Prince is, is particularly talking about the Iraq war, but I feel like the Iraq war was a big thing around yeah. here. There's a couple of other songs on Musicology where he mentions the war, but he never gives it a name um you know he, he kind of gets into it where he says who said that water is a precious commodity then dropped a big old black oil slick in the middle of the blue sea like uh, i mean yeah like mentioning oil it feels like he's kind of t- trying to tie it into you know the, the whole iraq war yeah. thing um you know but I, like I, I don't know that he's taking a stance he's just basically making it clear that you know water is a more precious commodity than oil which you'd have to say is correct yeah. you know you can't drink oil um, <laughs> as the ending to quantum of solace proved when james bond used it to kill somebody um and, and you know obviously the kind of there is this thing of you know religious leaders i mean you know obviously george bush was you know well known for being a, a born-again christian mostly because of his alcoholism and his you know uh, manslaughtering wife um <laughs> and and so they, you know, they obviously, you know, they they they, yeah. they claim to have been saved because they converted, and then George Bush went and started a war in Iraq, you know, that lasted for yeah. like a decade, yeah. you know. And so I, I think, you know, Prince is right. That is uh, that is a kind of hypocrisy, you know. If you're president um, and you're claiming to be a Christian, as I feel like the last, I don't know, fifteen, sixteen presidents have claimed, to pretty much every president. <laughs> Uh, well, no. The, I mean, I'd say like the, there's a there's a there's a lot to be said about the early ones because they were very much against kind of oh, yeah. religious, uh, um, you know, so, that stuff. It, certainly, the last kind of couple of decades, there have been a lot of people, you know, who, when they've been president, who've kind of you know cloaked themselves in religiosity, and Prince is obviously pointing out the hypocrisy that you know then you go and start wars. Um, you know, I would say that there are certain wars, obviously, you know, that are necessary. Um, but I would think that in this case, we can agree that it wasn't really necessary for George Bush to be invading Iraq. Yeah. And certainly as a Christian, he maybe should have been more thoughtful about, 
both killing people and also sending troops to be killed. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that feels like something that he should have considered, but obviously he didn't. Um, and then, of course, he asks, who told me, Mr. Man, that working around the clock would buy me a big house in the hood? And like, I, this just this makes me laugh a little bit just because it's like, Prince, you're in a gigantic mansion. Yeah, that big white mansion. <laughs> like, <laughs> you do you do work around the clock, but you work around the clock producing music. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like you like you're not. It's not like you're getting a callus here. Um, maybe I don't know from playing guitar, but mm-hmm. you're not getting a callus from like working down a coal mine. <laughs> Um, but I, you know, I understand the outrage. You know, he says cigarette ads on every block. Who told me, Mister Man, that I got the right to moan? Um, well, you know, I guess, I guess anyone's entitled to that. Yeah. Um, how about this big old hole in the ozone? Uh, which, like I said, problem's been fixed, Prince. You know, just needed the entire world cooperating on one particular thing, mm-hmm. and we did. Um, and then, of course, he said he goes back to kind of I, I don't know if I would call it a chorus, but just like the opening theme, which is what's wrong with the world today. Things got to get better. Um, dear Mr. Man, we don't understand. Maybe we should write a letter. You know, changing that third line from show me what the leaders say to, you know, dear Mr. Man, we don't understand. I, I mean, I don't know who this Mr. Man is that he's writing to. Um, you know, yeah. I, I mean, it calls to mind black exploitation and, you know, the fight against the man. Yeah, common archetype against the man. That's all I've ever thought about when I've um, heard this song also. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe, like, if you funk it up a little bit, it would work as, you know, like the end theme to some black exploitation yeah. film. Um, you know, but just change it to Dear the Man. Yeah, get some um, slide guitar pedals on there. And now this is the line that I disagree with vehemently, which he says, listen, ain't no sense in voting. Same song with a different name. Now, you know, there is a, there is a song that was released in this country, and I can't even remember what the name of the song properly is, but the sentiment was literally this. Uh, it doesn't matter who you vote for, the government always gets in. Which, you know, I, I think in the last couple of years, we've had a very clear demonstration that yeah. who you vote for is very important. Um, oh, yeah. So... I, I feel like that line is just a sense, like, I don't know if he's taking it actually, like, literally. To me, it always, that line felt like a, Ah uh, dang, Ma, why, why even try? Things are, are bad. Just kind of a low of the low thing, like something you think at the time. Like, why am I even doing this? Even though you know there is a reason to be doing this. So yeah, um, I mean, it's worth saying as well that this was in the run up to the 2014 presidential election as well. So there would have been a lot of stuff, you know, of Bush versus Kerry in the news. So maybe some of that was, you know, maybe wearing down on him. Like the last Bush election where it seemed like um, a lot of people thought it was unfair um, at the very end with the whole Florida thing when he got his own previous term. Yeah. And how yeah. supposedly votes were counted and stuff. I would say personally that I don't think George Bush should have been re- running for re-election in 2004 because he shouldn't have been elected in 2000. Oh, yeah. I agree with that. <laughs> I think the sentiment of, you know, you can't change anything by voting, you know, that there's two sides to that. One is, you know, that sentiment doesn't help because obviously, you know, if enough people do vote, then stuff does change. We've, you know, in the most recent midterm elections, that was seen very clearly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there are a lot of people who had been, you know, 14, 15, 16 time, you know, Congress people and they had lost their you know yeah. seats but also the idea of it doesn't make any difference if you vote is something that comes from a very privileged position because it's like it won't affect you like if you don't vote it won't make any difference to prince i don't think you know jesse ventura being governor 
made a huge difference to Prince. Yeah. I, I think his world was so insulated that there was there was a danger that he kind of exhibited a certain level of privilege. You know, I don't think he ever really kind of stated which political party he kind of backed. You know, there was a there was a bit of a sentiment maybe in the eighties that he didn't bother voting or you know those kind of things. You know, but I I think it's pretty clear that he wasn't for George Bush yeah. in two thousand four. <laughs> but again, that line, I I don't know. I just don't. I I'm never a fan of people saying it doesn't make any difference or you know even a kind of satirical way. It doesn't. It never really helps. You know the idea. You know everyone should be voting. You know, regardless of who they're voting oh, for. Oh yeah, fair enough. He calls back, of course, here to. Uh, I mean, I guess to stuff that, um, you know, Spike Lee and various others have been kind of maybe making him conscious of, where he says might be in the back, might not be in the back of the bus, but it sure feels just the same. Ain't nothing fair about welfare. Uh, ain't no assistance in AIDS. Which I, I mean, I like the wordplay, but at <laughs> the same time, it's like Prince. That I mean, the the cutting wordplay doesn't really help the situation. Um, and then, of course, he says, we ain't that affirmative about your actions until the people get paid. So, I mean, you know, I, I kind of I, I like the, the, the kind of the wordplay and the, the kind of the metaphors that he's using here. I think, you know, it's probably the most interesting part. I mean, the whole, you know, ain't nothing fair about welfare. You know, I mean, I, it, I don't know. It just it, to me, like this is probably the, the, the part where it feels like Prince actually is saying something, um, you know, but again he's not really offering solutions he's just he's just angry um you know and then of course he says your thousand years are up now you got to share the land section one the 14th amendment says no state shall deprive any person of life liberty or property without the due process of law mr man we want to end this letter with three words we're tired of you <laughs> <laughs> and i like how he says with three words but then he adds a an a at the beginning of the yaw so it's it's kind of four words but he's just he's cheating it a little bit but yeah i don't i mean like stating a part of the 14th amendment is such a weird kind of thing for him to you know do but again i kind of it kind of fits with the whole meat shall inherit the earth you know ain't nothing fair about welfare feels like we're still at the back of the bus you know, we, I can't, you know, working around the clock's not going to get you a house. I mean, I think that, you know, that statement is even more true now. You know, like there's, I think there's literally no states in America where working the minimum wage is enough to cover like the median months. Oh, yeah, absolutely true. The situation's got worse. Uh, yeah. And uh, um, on top of that, you know, even with this past uh, midterm election, we're still like obvious examples of like voter suppression going on in um, different places like, here in Texas, even, um, there was these voting machines that I, it was a hardware problem that it was like automatically like defaulting to Republicans. And they, they claimed it, it was like a, a hardware problem. And like, even if yeah. somehow it was a hardware problem, okay. But voting machines should be the simplest thing ever where like anyone, like, <laughs> like it, it, it was pretty ridiculous. And then, um, this whole thing on Georgia, and um, still, some of it's um, going on, and I think we're going to be seeing um, even bigger discussions of this due to um, a lot of different lawsuits being finally filed right now. So hopefully, um, you know, we can get yeah. to a point where people can agree that their votes will be actually counted. <laughs> I think it's it's weird because Prince is like this song almost feels a little quaint because Prince is just like. You know, these problems that he's talking about, they are, you know, evergreen problems. But at the same time, they feel <laughs> yeah. certainly the last couple of years even worse because there doesn't seem to be anyone fighting on the side that Prince wants someone to fight on. You know, it it, it just it's just one of those things where it's like this, it, at least in 2004, you felt like 
even though Prince wasn't offering a solution, yeah. maybe someone would come along with a solution. Uh, which, you know, I think that's how everyone felt in 2008. But, you know, kind of like, you know, 10 years later, and it feels like whatever solution was going to come along and kind of, you know, try and, you know, uh, help people out, it's not really, yeah. you know, it's not, it's not being effective anymore. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, for me, I, you know, like I said, I think this is a kind of like low key end to this album. Um, you know, the last couple of songs, it's like it just feels like Prince kind of winding down. Like you say, it does feel like a, a legacy album. Prince had been inducted into the you know Hall of Fame literally a couple of weeks before this album came out. Yeah, he's making headlines because obviously he was giving away copies yep. of Musicology as part of the tour. And of course, you know, that caused issues with Billboard. And, you know, like it did feel like Prince was he was basically given an album so that if people did kind of come back to him, there wasn't going to be anything too shocking on here. And, it, and, you know, a lot of the songs feel a bit more kind of safe. Um, you know, even though this is like meant to be some kind of protest, the fact that Prince is like, I'm going to write someone yeah. a letter. It's like, well, <laughs> you know, pick up a bin and throw it through a yeah. window like Mookie and do the right thing. Writing a letter. I, you, can you imagine if Mookie had gone back to his yeah, apartment and wrote a letter great. and handed it to Sal? Yeah. And been like, there you go. You've been told, you know. I yeah. was not happy with Radio Rahim being killed. I gots to get paid. <laughs> like, it feels... A... <laughs> yes. It, it, um, yeah. P.S. Here is my checking account. You know, like, it, it, like, it just doesn't... It doesn't feel like there's a, you know, the visceral anger that you would expect with most protest songs. Um, it feels very kind of, like, gentle. But, you know, I don't, I don't know as Prince trying to appeal to the mainstream or if that's just the way that he's chosen to kind of, you know, express his thoughts in this particular way. But still, you know, it's a well-produced song. Um, you know, I like this band, um, you know, the, the, the kind of the weird irony of having, um, you know, Rhonda Smith and Candy Dolphin on the track just doing vocals <laughs> is kind of weird, um, you know, not playing instruments. But, you know, it's it's mostly like, a you know, you've mostly got the Fender Rhodes. It's mostly kind of like a piano and, you know, kind of drum thing. There's little bits of horns there. It's like the production doesn't overwhelm the, the song. Um, and like I said, you know, Prince is not it feels like he's getting mad but he's not really getting mad like he's just kind of politely expressing these thoughts um so i would say for me you know probably a three out of five you know this is not a song that i return to that often you know the first half of musicology i think is the is the half that i mostly enjoy you know like yeah. the quiet wind down in the last few tracks is is the part that i when it comes to the whole album it's the, it's the side that i don't really listen to a huge amount um i'm gonna give it one step up and give this a um four out of five i would say it's one of my favorites on an album that i'm not particularly super strong on um i i do enjoy musicology and um i don't return to many tracks on this album but um Listening to Dear Mr. Man today in preparation for this, I um, realized that I liked it. I liked it a lot more than the other songs on the album. And on top of that, I, I just think it's it's a pretty good Prince song. I think it's um, it, it gets you know his points across. I think it's interesting to listen to, and um, I, I I think maybe on a stronger album I'd feel like it was more of a three, but I. I I'm comfortable giving it a four. Prince played it live, uh, obviously on the 2004 Musicology tour, and then uh, you know he he dropped it for a few years and kind of brought it back in 2011. And then the final performance was the 4th of March 2016, so uh, kind of almost exactly you know 12 years after it debuted. 
Um, you know, and I think this song would work with just Prince and a piano. Like it, it, you know, it feels like one of those songs where it's like you can kind of lose the rest of the production and just Prince at the piano. It, you know, it's a, it's a it's a strong enough song that it stands. Oh up yeah. That, so you know. Anyway, I feel like we've said about as much as we possibly can about uh, Dear Mr. Man. So uh, let's go to plugs. Is there anything that you wish to plug? Out? Oh, my Twitter is AlecRenner98. I love Prince and I love being on here, man. Appreciate the invite. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast, or you can email us. I'm not sure where you would at Prince Track by Track at gmail.com. Thanks for both being my guest here, Alex. Oh, anytime, man. And otherwise, goodbye. just watch all all the cars go by.